Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We've actually reported one of the largest increases. This is in the number of people aged from about 25 to 34 who are back home and living with their parents. It's figures released from Eurofound today. And the reason for this is because of a lack of affordable housing. And we constantly talk about the housing situation in this country. But I suppose what these figures um, show today is that so many people and more people in Ireland are now back home with their folks. But we're also not a unique case in Europe because other countries too, like Spain, Denmark, Cyprus, Lithuania, Finland, Bulgaria, they too are reporting a drop in home ownership in this particular age bracket. So I want to hear your experience. If you're somebody that's 25 to 34 and you're currently living at home with your parents, we want to hear your stories and we want to chat to the parents as well um, about the fact that your kids are back home. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. That's the email if you want to join us on that. Stephanie is with us. Stephanie, what's your story? Hi, Andrea. Um, so my story is I have been living with my mum for well, obviously all of my life, but I uh, lived out of the home for about a year and I had to move back in uh, just due to the pandemic and the job I was in at the time I was let go so I couldn't afford uh, the rent so that I was even sharing with housemates but I moved back home and so I've been at home ever since. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's obviously not the most ideal situation being 29. You do want to be sort of out, or, out on your own or sort of, um, you know, starting your own life, your own home. Um, but just given the circumstances, circumstance and situation that we're in with housing crisis it's just not a possibility for me and like it's very it's very difficult Stephanie because like it's like I can imagine so so many people don't want to be back home but you know given the rental situation the 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 opportunity to buy the availability of houses like it, it's such a difficult combination it's very it's a very difficult combination you know and you know um I have, I've, you know, it's very 50-50 with my friends. I do have friends similar if their parents live close or um, they're, they still live at home. Whereas if they move from another city or another country, then they're obviously living on their own. And I hear the, the amount that they're paying in rent and I hear the amount that they have to pay in bills and things like that. And sometimes it's just financial feasibility. It just doesn't make sense if I was to live outside of home. So either to live in Dublin or live in uh, Drada, which is um, where I'm from locally. Um, just the the cost of rent alone just it doesn't make sense compared to and I'm on a on a good wage but it just doesn't make sense I'd be spending fifty percent if not more yeah. on rent for a one bedroom apartment so it just financially it doesn't make any sense now I'm very lucky that I get on very well with my mum she's okay. one of my closest friends oh, good, we're actually yeah. like friends sometimes yeah. as well so I we get on really you, well how does it work or what's the arrangement like yeah I mean when I lost my job she was one of the first people to say look just come home I just just come home yeah. so you know it's great that we get on very well and sort of when it comes to like bills and stuff like that and I don't necessarily pay a rent but I do take care of a lot of bills and if stuff needs to be fixed in the house like I take care of most of that because I am grateful for the fact that I'm, she's allowing me to live with because um, she could have easily have been like you know you're 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 an adult you, you can find your own feet um you know obviously you don't live on the streets but she you know mm. you know she know. was I very yeah. very welcoming in the fact that just come home and you'll figure it out eventually so it's great that we get on very well um so I know not everybody is in that position to be able to go home and, and get on really well with their parents and, and live independently. Even though I'm living at home, I get to live very mm. independently as well. Well, that's brilliant. And it can be hard to, 
find, I suppose, and create that arrangement where you have independent living at home with your parents. But I suppose, you, you know, and I, I'd, like, I'd see it in my own house as well or, you know, my relationship with my mother. Like, you, I suppose it's a natural thing that if you're at home, your parents will say, where are you going or where are you off to? Or, you know, and you nearly yeah. find yourself expla- explaining what you're doing or yeah, where you're going. Yeah, I do. And I do find myself and she's like, oh, where are you off to? And I do, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going on a date or, oh, actually, I'm going to meet up with the girls or whatever. Um, but I think as time has gone on, she's also become a little bit more conscious of the fact that she can't ask me because I am an adult. Yeah. Um, where are you going and then? Like, when will oh, you be home? Yeah. I, am, I know I can tell that she's resisting to find out all the details and, and, and are you going to be safe? And, you know, all those yeah. questions you got as a teenager. So I do. I know that it's been it's taken a while because initially it was very hard to, you know, even in my early twenties I was living at home and it was very much you know where are you going and and how you get home and and things like that. But I think it's just taken a while for us to both understand the the boundaries or the restrictions mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. And um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, my advice to anybody is if you have to live at home, it's just I guess it's respecting your parents' rules and boundaries, because I do respect, you know, the, the things that she wants and doesn't want in her house. At the end of the day, it's still her house. Uh, I'm just a, a yeah. non-paying uh, I know. Or, I know. Uh, tenant. So I, I want to get the voices, I suppose, of a number of different people on this. Stay with us, Stephanie, if you don't mind. I have a text in from um, <laughs> Philomena, who says, my three grown-up kids are also very successful. They're all very successful, sorry, in their careers, living their own lives. I have an empty house now, and I'm glad that they're independent. But two of the kids are renting here. My daughter's in Australia seems to be the one who's financially successful, even though my other two grown-ups have worked just as hard as her. They're struggling to get on the property market for years. Another listener, I'm 31, I'm living with my parents. And when Andrea just said, if you've an adult children living at home, uh, get in touch, my mum thought she was going to say, and if you want to get rid of them. So I stayed listening for a moment. I'm wondering if I've outstayed my welcome, asks uh, this texter today. Ashling is on the line. Ashling, you are the parent... Um, of adult children back at home. So wh- what's the story there? Um, hi, Andrea. How are you? Um, not too bad. I have three children and two are in their mid to late 20s. Actually, my eldest daughter just turned 30 and she moved to France last year. Um, okay. No chance of getting anywhere here to live. And um, she went to France. She's been there now for about a year and she has rented a lovely place in in a, one of the cities in France for 600 euros, 600 and something euro a month. Um, for so, the room or, or, or the full oh place? Oh no, it's like a little duplex. So it's, you know, a full bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, sitting room, even a little sort of garden in front of it. So yeah. idyllic. Um, I have a 28-year-old still living at home. Um, he's just qualifying this year and has a job lined up with a relatively good salary and he will struggle to find somewhere. He's hoping maybe after Christmas, you know, if he can find two or three friends roughly around the same salary that he might be able to rent something together. Mm. But I fear he's also going to move out of Ireland at some stage. Um, And then I have a 23-year-old coming up behind them who is just about to qualify herself and she's already told me she's out of here in September. So oh, right. she's gone to France. So <laughs> so you have one gone, one who says one they're gone. definitely going and one yeah. potential candidate to, to depart. To depart, but yeah. you know. That's hard, Ashling, is it? Yeah. 
Because there's a couple of stories and I, I'll bring them to you in a few moments from, from other texters, but like I get the sense and, and correct me here from parents that it's it seems to me anyway from looking at messages that, you know, parents don't, don't maybe I don't want to say, don't want, not that they don't want the kids back home, but it's not the ideal situation. Obviously you won't see them stuck. So you have them at home and then they go to leave and it's, if they're all going. There's, it's a, is, is it a hard, it must be a hard emotional balance to get right. It's heartbreaking. I mean, like all parents, we want our kids to spread their wings, go off and, you know, live their lives, meet people, settle down, have families, you know, all of that kind of thing. Um, part of me is dreading it because, uh, you know, the empty nester syndrome is going to hit me hard, I think. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's frustrating for them. It's frustrating yeah. for me. I love having them here, but I know it's hard on them. Like, you know, I still, because they're living here, I'm still sort of saying, you know, text me when you get home. Let me know you're safe home. You know, even say to them, you know, oh, you're going out. Where are you going? Like, they're in their 20s. They don't yeah. need who are you meeting? saying, you know, where are you off to and who are you with and what time are you going to be home at? So, but you fall into those kind of old, you know, sort of motherly tendency because yeah. <laughs> they're still here, you know. Is it like, do, do you get the the dynamic in the house? Is is that what happens? You kind of fall back in somewhat to being a little bit more of a responsible, t- like not a teenager, they don't necessarily mean that, but like it's, was those kind of old habits are probably hard to get rid of, Ashling, as a parent. They are. I try. I do try. Uh, they probably would say to me, no, you don't, but I do try. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I try to sort of let them go off and live their lives. And, you know, they, they luckily they all sort of, you know, chip in. They all cook. They all offer to go and do the shopping. They will help out in the house, you know, probably not as much as they would if they had their own place. Um, but they, you know, I, I, <laughs> I get them to do as much as they're willing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and... <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tough one for them it's a tough one for me because yeah. you don't know how much you know am I just nagging them you know when they're older now they don't need to be nagged it's not like they're teenagers um, so it's a fine line for me but it's, um, it's got I'm, it's got to be distressing though when, when in some hot when you listen to the story today and yeah. you hear in the news these figures and like I mentioned that we're, we're not it's not a uniquely Irish situation that um, home ownership has dropped in this age group but like when you look at your situation you know one abroad one definitely going one potentially going like mm. like the fact that home ownership figures have dropped that much that you know you you, you and your family Ashling are nearly the you're the stories behind the stats today, like, and that's no yeah. parent wants to see their entire family living abroad. No, that and then the other knock-on effects of that is demographically, you know, our par- our children are leaving home later, so they're settling down later. They're going to have maybe a family later, so the families that they will have will potentially be smaller than mine. I had three children. Maybe they'll have only one or two, or mm. maybe none. Mm. You know, and so for our own country, it's a loss. For Europe, it's probably a loss too because, you know, it depends on where they all settle down. But there is that effect as well. Um, Kira O'Loughlin is with us too, Ashlyn. Kira um, is is uh, the showbiz reporter with the Daily Mail. But Kira, you're actually, you're now in Australia. Yeah, hi Andrea. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Good. Um, so yeah, I actually moved to Sydney in January of this year and 
I'm really not surprised to hear these statistics that you're talking about today um, because, you know, the rental situation was kind of the main factor that pushed me to want to move abroad. Um, I'm 27 in a few months. I was living at home with my family. And while I do like to stress, I was very lucky to be able to live at home and live in Dublin because I have a lot of friends who are paying through the roof for terrible rooms, like living with people they don't know. I did want to have my own place and I did want to, you know, just have that kind of independence. Um, so I was looking for a two-bed apartment with a friend um, early last year and it just proved absolutely impossible. Like we out of we, we sent, I'd say, over 60 emails um, about houses and only got one back, went to one viewing and it was like €2,000 for a two-bed, very old, kind of cold apartment. And that was kind of when I saw that place, that was when it kind of snapped in my head. I was like, I have friends going to Australia. What am I doing trying to stay here? And yeah, that's when I decided to come over here. Okay, so you'd been living with your parents. You were looking to, to, to rent somewhere, but there was just nothing. So you decided to go. How is, what's the situation yeah. then in Australia? So when I arrived in Sydney, um, I was like, oh my God, am I going through the exact same situation that I did at home? Because the rental the rental situation over here w- wasn't easy either. Um, we were going to, I'd say, eight or nine viewings a day and there was about 100 to 150 people at each of them. And we were really stressed out about it. But we just kept going to them every day. And after two weeks, um, we got sorted with something. And the apartments and the houses over here, there's just absolutely no comparison, like, you know, the ones I saw anyway were in kind of much better nick than the ones I saw in Dublin. Um, and the prices are pretty much the exact same, but the wages are higher. So, you know, the, the percentage of what you're paying in rent would mm. be a lot lower than, than in Dublin. Yeah. The How did your folks take it when you said you were in your family when you were leaving? They were really sad. Um, yeah. I think they were probably a little bit surprised at the beginning because um, I really loved the job I was working at at home and I thought it was a place I was going to stay for for a while and you know progress and I think they thought that too and so it wasn't really something I had kind of even been talking about for a long time it was just one day I did kind of you know everything kind of aligned and I said you know what am I doing why not go you know I'm, I'm young enough go and for a year or two and then come back and hopefully hopefully the situation might be a bit better but um obviously they were happy for me to to obviously go at the mm. same time but your intention is to come back though at some stage it is yeah <laughs> that's what I, that's, that's what you tell what your parents I, I, that's what i keep telling my mom i mean yeah i think the the kind of plan in my head now is probably to stay for about a, about two years okay and at the same time i do see how irish people come over and want to stay because you know, the wages are a lot higher over here. The lifestyle, you're kind of getting up, getting out a bit more and stuff. So, you know, it will be hard going home to probably less money, paying more in rent. Um, but at the same time, it is really hard being this way, this far away from family. So I think I probably eventually um, will go back. And you might, you'll remember previously, was it last year, uh, Leo Varadkar's comments on the grass looks greener? You know, and, and is, is, it, is it greener? in your eyes then? Yeah, well, it, it's interesting you mentioned that comment because I actually did um, write a piece for the Irish Independent a few months ago talking about that comment and the difference between renting in Dublin and Dublin and renting in Sydney and kind of the differences between the two. And I think my, my conclusion at the end of it was like, um, the grass mightn't be a fluorescent shade of green, but it's definitely that, that little bit greener, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, just in terms of... Um, 
I suppose my daily life, I just see so much of an improvement. The work-life balance is so much better. I always go home at the end of my hours. People are much more kind of going out for walks, going to the beach, going for swims. And then the money thing is huge. The I've seen a, a dramatic difference in um, salaries over here, not just in my industry. Teachers are getting paid a lot more. Nurses are getting paid a lot more. So, you know, there there's a lot of pros. But at the same time, um, moving abroad doesn't doesn't solve no, all your issues. No. That's what I always say to my yeah. friends looking to come over. And the biggest, obviously the biggest con is being so far away from your family. You can't just, even planning something a year away is, is a lot of money and it's you know 24 hours away so it is it's it, it absolutely is i know ashling and listening to kira there like this is um it's not what you want to hear it's certainly not what i want to hear my heart is breaking for her parents like you know if mine were going that far i would be devastated um and it is my biggest fear you know i i hope that my kids at least remain in europe but it is a fear Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Katie's with us on the line today. Katie, what's your situation? Um, so I'm in college at the moment, um, but I'm home for the summer. And just listening to everything you were saying there with um, with rents and everything, mm. like people paying 700 quid a month and for other places it's like 900 is what I know for one person and it just doesn't make sense to not live at home if you want to save it's literally impossible to save and live in Dublin at the same time yeah unless you're working full-time and even if you are working full-time you're working full-time just to be able to afford to pay your bills and that's it. You're working to be able to live in the city and you can't save at all. Are you in a commuter area, Katie? Um, I live in the Midlands. So people do commute, but it's, I'd say, 50-50 for people commuting to yeah. um, Dublin from where I live. And did you make the decision to move back home? Or had um, you... Yeah, I did ponder like a few months ago of staying in the city for the summer. But like I was saying, it just didn't make sense because I'd be able to save so much more money. Yeah. And especially come September time, you work less because you have college and you just need to be able to afford to live. So it's kind of like a no brainer, really. Mm. Are many of your friends in, in a similar position? Yeah, everyone has moved back home or they're at home anyways because they commute. How do you sort of, you know, sort out that dynamic with your family at home? Like you're obviously not, no, you know, not, not a child or a teenager. So how, how do you kind of get that arrangement, the right arrangement, I suppose, for, for you and your parents? In what way? In terms of just daily living in the house, you know, the questions that can be asked cooking dinner, washing, all that goes with it? Oh, well, it's kind of, I do all my chores. And since living in Dublin during the year anyways, I'm kind of used to that. So it's the same arrangement. Not that I expect anything, my parents to do everything yeah. for me. 
Um, so it's it's kind of the same. Like there's a level of independence, of course, but you can't reach that fully if you're at home all the time. Even if your parents are, you know, let you be free and stuff like that. It's like you can't really fully be independent if you're at home with your parents. Mm. As a listener here says, I'm 33 and I'm living at home my entire lifetime. I'm an only child. I think I've just become so used to it. It does affect my mental health massively because I can't see how I'd ever be able to afford to move out, says this texter. Rod is with us on the line in Mayo. Stay with us too, Katie. Rod is with us. Um, What's your situation, Rod? Well, in my own situation, my stepdaughter would still be living at home had she not found accommodation with a job in Dubai. So it was uh, virtually untenable, the situation. But I would also say that youngsters and people that would be struggling to move away from home should be given a chance of social housing with a possibility to buy the house at a small discount later on or allow them to save up because the rents in social accommodation would be uh, affordable, to say the least. Yeah, and you mentioned your stepdaughter, um, Rod. What age is she? She would be 28, so she'd be coming on 29. As far as I'm concerned, it's all very strange to be having uh, to be having grown adults living at home. I mean, you've got them getting involved in relationships and, it's, you know, they've got no privacy and the parents don't like the, the thoughts of bringing strange people into the house. It's, it's all a little bit strange. Um, and plus also when they're living at home, it just, pretty, it just feeds into this entitled generation where, you know, they're, they're given all sorts of benefits by the parents and uh, they're not left to stand on their own two feet, as it were, as I was when I was in my early 20s. A lot, of, a lot of valuable life lessons not learned, as it were. Okay. All right. Listen, Rod, thanks for, for getting uh, getting in touch with us today. It's 1800 453 106 is the number. Katie, what's your, your response to that? Like, do, Does it sort of facilitate, a, like, as Rod described, this kind of entitled generation? Yeah, I think so, to a degree. Like I was saying before, um, living with your parents, you're obviously going to have a lesser level of independence and you can learn so much by living away from home um, like finding your feet by yourself etc making friends you're just, it's just a completely different situation mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of young people aren't getting the opportunity to do like a lot of people would want to do that but it's so normalized now to stay at home because you can't afford it. Yeah, well, it's not by choice. This is certainly what yeah. I take from from the the stories today. When you talk about finishing um, college and and graduating, do you have plan? Do you have a plan? At, you know, the, at this stage, in terms of what you heard from two people earlier today, talking about you know, um, one girl your age, Kira, moving to Australia, another parent that was on talking about some of her um, her own children that are have now moved abroad. But is that something that you'd ever consider? Yeah, that's always been what I've always said is kind of the only option is well one of the main options is to emigrate or like I was saying before it's just when you've freshly graduated it's still going to be so difficult to find a job that pays enough 
to be able to afford the rent and be able to live on the side unless you're working all the time. Uh, a listener here has got in touch to say our son and his girlfriend moved back in with us. It's seriously affected my wife and my wife and my and my relationship because she went stra- straight back into mother mode. I found it extremely frustrating for all of us, says this texter. Another listener, I love having my sons living with us. They've all moved out. When they all moved out, I was really lonely. It is tough on them, so I try to give them space. I now dread them moving back out since they've come home. Um, I never thought... Um, I'd never tell them that, though, <laughs> says this listener. I better not read their name. Ed is with us on the line, too. Ed, what's your story? Hello there. Uh, good to talk again. Um, just know... I'm retired now, so it doesn't really affect me in so far as uh, getting a place to live, etc. But I remember in the 1980s, there was a very famous government ad uh, titled We Are the Young Europeans and these lovely, bushy, bright-eyed students standing on the staircase in Trinity. A canny journalist did a bit of an article and discovered most had emigrated, you know. Now, I think that's beginning to happen again and we're losing our best and brightest. I mean, I already had a son in Australia. Um, I have a daughter who's a great job, uh, mortgage uh, approval, positive save, can't get housing ever, keeps keeps getting gazumped, and uh, I've no doubt that she may go again as well. So it's a huge strategic loss for the country. Mm-hmm. A woman earlier said it in one that we're losing our best and brightest. Uh, it's also going to affect future generations. Uh, other countries will benefit from our very talented young women and men who are going overseas, and I think it's an absolute disgrace that the government hadn't got to grips with this. What what like I I wonder for you know when you well you kind of have both um both of your of your children mm. are in the age group that we're talking about today yeah. one abroad yeah. and and one that the can't buy and and yeah. in you know professional careers yeah, very and, well paid jobs yeah. um you know lots of individual resources uh, but they also what's not been um picked up is that my, my view and I'm talking with my friends of my generation they don't want to live with their parents they want their own place their own privacy their, their, their chances of apart from getting a house the chances to start a family if you're over set threshold and can't access public housing you're goose and it's actually retarding them starting a family mm-hmm. you know you've got people not just in their 20s I've been aware of some of my friends children who are coming into their late 30s and they still can't seem to get on the housing ladder and they've been crucified with extortionate rents. And that of course affects, I mean it's the extortionate rent that affects Mm. the ability to save to be able to get the money for the deposit and then, and and probably even with the money they're paying in rent, they will be well capable of furnishing a a mortgage. Uh, You know, you're too young to remember, but I remember in the student days, the beans and toast brigade where you have cheese and toast or beans and toast, I would assume that people who do fortunate to get on the ladder and can't afford a lifestyle or indeed starting a family and I just think it's atrocious. I think this is a huge strategic weakness that is not getting aired and fair play to you for bringing it up today. It's not getting aired in the media in any great, uh, you know, know, mentions. It's just been forgotten. But we have to remember those who work and pay taxes and contribute to the country that Mm. We are beginning to lose them. And I saw this happen in the 1980s. And, you know, the 1980s was a very difficult time in Ireland. Well, certain, well in, in, my, like in, in my, say, lifetime, like I, mm. I remember, you know, obviously, which is not that I remember, it's not long ago when we talked about the Celtic Tiger and, and the yeah. downturn and, yeah. and so many. Well, that, was the, that was the first time I saw people from my age group and yeah. my friends leave yeah. this country because of uh, the situation that we yeah. were in, the economic downturn, lack of jobs. And my friends have 
Mm. Uh, a lot of them, quite a lot of them actually yeah. left and, and many to Australia and emigrated. Yeah, yeah. Now, since that, a huge proportion of those have come back. They've done yeah, the, the decade yeah. in, in Australia and they've come back to this country. But, but yet we're hearing today from, from, from Kira, who spoke to us from Sydney, and Ashling, um, the mother that was on the line a little earlier, yeah. talking about her three kids. Yeah. Like it's, it, it is happening again and yet it's not under the banner of economic collapse or yeah. you no, know, exactly. a recession, but, no, but it is happening. Yourself. Under housing, all day about vulture funds and you know buying apartment blocks in bulk and all the other. We've a rising population, both people returning and and other categories of people who are coming to Ireland. You just can't fill the bottle any longer, and you know any much more. But you know the the other thing, I can even go back further to the days of the seventies when it was always you'd always hear in in the papers that you know back then when there was no social media, but you'd always read in the papers that the average garden teacher starting off could buy a house no problem mm. that was always the benchmark but yeah. I would suspect that those today who are starting off as a young teacher or a young guard they haven't got a hope yeah. in health and, and I know from talking to, to, to te- teachers and guards in this show mm. it's not it's not even just those that are starting yeah. off it's those yeah. that are five and six and seven yeah. and eight and nine years into a job still yeah. can't afford yeah. uh, to, to, to buy Colm is with us too Ed Colm what's yeah. your situation? Hi how's it going? Uh, yeah um, well, we're we're Going for years, actually, dealing with lack of security of tenure, uh, moving from one house to the other. We're currently fighting a landlord for the second time to the RTB. We've had our eviction attempt invalidated for two days afterwards. We had the exact same eviction or a notice of tenure put through. Uh, looking around for, for work, getting offers like minimum wage. You're, you're looking at the price of what the next rent in the next place will be. It's just bleak, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm off next week going looking for interviews in other countries. Are you, Colm? Where yeah. are you thinking or where are you planning to go? Well, I've had, I've had, a, I've had a shout from, from the Netherlands from, a, from, a, from, a, from an offer over there going up to do an interview. Um, yeah, they just, you know, if you're over in a house over there, it's not even called an eviction ban over there. If you're staying in a, if you're, if you're renting a place from a place, from a, from a, if you're renting a house, um, nobody can come along and tell you that uh, they have a, a, a niece coming to stay there or that they want it for this person. That's absolutely unheard of. Um, if the house is sold, it's sold with you in it. Like, uh, I know somebody over there, he's had three separate landlords in the space mm. of five years. You know, and it, it, it's not even called an eviction ban there. It's just called security of tenure. It's yeah. called uh, a structured housing system. It's uh, And uh, it's the staff that can't believe that at this day and age that you know, us as citizens, as as people, you know, as people who want to work, who want to live here, that we're, we're just, we're invisible, you know. Are you sorry to leave, Colin? I don't want to leave. I've got a great life here. I've got my family. I've got a network of friends. I've got music going on and with several bands. It's, I don't want to go, but there's no way of making a decent living here. If I go out and work a minimum wage job, I, there's no hope of me getting a mortgage there's no hope of me you know I, I'd barely be able to pay the rent and the bills they keep stacking up there's no regulation to that um, I could move again to another house and not fight my landlord to the court but uh, six months later that landlord could say oh I need it for this so oh I think I'm going to sell it uh, out we go pack up our lives again go to a new neighborhood rip our kids out of school and on and on it goes and you, you could spend your life wasting your time you know to, moving from mm. one spot hoping for the best it's time for all that to finish it's time for it to be done you know we've this is 
I, I, I don't even know what it is. I, yeah. I wish somebody could explain it to us why, yeah. why we're no, being treated I'm sorry like this. To, I'm as so- people, like, you know, it's, it's, they can make all the excuses they want. You had Daryl Breen on yesterday, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, there's absolutely no security at tenure. They can build all the houses they want, but, you know, us as the people renting are, are going to be moved on continually, continually. Oh, we can make some more money out of that. A little white lie. Uh, oh, we change their minds as soon as they're out and bang, it's on the market again. Up goes the rent. You know? Come on, everybody knows what's happening. Like, you know, everybody's saying, oh, we need to, you know, we can't have the eviction ban. There was, you could always evict somebody who wasn't paying rent. You could always evict somebody who was abusing the house. But that never stopped. Okay. The only thing that was stopped was the big white lie that oh I need it for a relative okay. or oh I need you think relative. that was still going on well Colm I'm sorry to hear this I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the situation you're in and, and the fact you're you know you're, you're you're going to leave the country and not, not a decision that you want to do um, Sue is with us too so why did you get in touch oh I just wanted to say that both my daughters live in the UK they both own houses they're in their early 30s and uh, there was no future for them here Megan went to UCD um, and yeah, I just don't think there's any future for young people. Are they long gone, Sue? Uh, Megan has been gone 10 years and Kerry has been gone seven. And it's, and they're, they're obviously if they've, um, they've bought in the UK, so they're, they're planning yes. to stay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They both hold down professional jobs and Yeah. I just think um, I, if I was going to solve the world's problems, I personally think that young people who get their degrees here should be facilitated with somewhere to live. They they were talking this morning about 3.8% unemployed and they need to bring in new people but if they don't facilitate housing, new people are not going to move here. Yeah, well, that's the biggest. The, the housing is, is, is by far the, nearly the, yeah. the biggest biggest issue we have. Text, yeah. in, text in from a listener who makes the point. I have three grown-up children who all left home. One recently came back at the age of 25. We had a fairly frank chat as we're now three adults living together. And the traditional role of mammy and child didn't apply anymore worked out a dream says a listener in Dublin another texter my son's 29 had 10 or 12 mates all professionals in professional jobs he's now the only one left and likely that he is too going to go in the next 12 months Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk